evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of She Speaks, You Listen. All right, so y'all, we are into episode four, episode number four, um, Beyonce's favorite number. Um, needless to say, the Renaissance tickets are on sale. We hope that you guys go purchase them so we can see you at the show. Because <laughs> I know that. So I get my ticket. Right, I hope I get mine too. And so we click on the prices, and it's just like, girl, that's about my rent. But you know what? We gonna make it work. We gonna, you know, we gonna make it work. we gonna make it work. We gonna get there. Not playing. But um, yes. So welcome back to episode number four of She Speaks, You Listen. And again, we are in season three, and we all know the third is a charm. Um, again, for this uh, episode, and I know y'all like, girl, you bringing people back, ain't you? I said, I sure am. Um, so we got uh, the late and great Jay Featherstone featured here this evening. I'm about to be Mr. She, see, she Speaks, We Listen. Oh, uh, I have my own seat. You she know? Speaks, You Listen. Oh, I said it wrong. <laughs> Please cut that out. <laughs> No, no, all natural. We showing our personalities, and this is what goes on. Okay, bloopers and all. Um, so yes, uh, yes, he will have a seat um, for the next committee for season four. Um, when that time comes, I will keep that in mind. You know, just for the late and great Jake Featherstone. Y'all know uh, he is like one of my friends. That I take super pride in. Um, he hates it when I bring attention to him, but I don't care um, because he deserves it. And <laughs> I don't care. I hype him up every chance I get, okay? Um, I just wanted to stay on topic. <laughs> Go ahead and reintroduce yourself so I can release the topic for tonight. I had to reintroduce myself. It's the third time I'm Okay. Hey, man, we might have new <laughs> listeners. We got guests. Okay. LA got some sense. Okay. All right. My name is Jamal Featherstone. I am the visual storyteller for Jay Featherstone Productions. AKA. AKA. B. Hardy Fitz Visual Director. <laughs> y'all already know. Anytime you see any photos drop, y'all already know Jay Featherstone Productions is behind it. Just about every flyer you see. He's behind it. He's somewhere in the cut working on something, okay? He just don't understand, but whatever. He has accepted the position whether or not he says it. I just know it is in his heart, okay? okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for tonight, we are talking about a topic that I feel like is culturally sensitive. Is that correct for me to say? Um, yeah. It, it's sensitive. It's very sensitive um, because it's a society thing, I guess you could say. So I wouldn't even say culturally sensitive, but I say it's very sensitive to today's society. Um, so for tonight, this episode is entitled, It's Okay to Be Vulnerable. Mm, 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 mm. Mm-hmm. And when we say vulnerable like what does that look like some people could say weak mm. like weak 
And honestly, that's the only key word I can think of. People just view it as a thing of being weak. That's definitely right there. People mm-hmm. think if you show any type of emotions, um, it just it brings you down. Like they oh they soft, oh they weak. So yeah, I agree. But me, I I guess you could say I disagree with that. I mean, I I guess I. I think it's okay to show show your um, your vulnerable side. Um, I just know as I was raised, I was told as a guy, you know, I shouldn't be crying or I shouldn't uh, be or, or I shouldn't be showing that I'm sad or whatnot because it's gonna be signs that I'm, I'm weak as a man. I should you know stand up tall, have my head up straight, um, and and own the room. Okay, so that's how you were, you know, raised as a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, vulnerability for a woman, like I say, women were created to be like that nurturing, vulnerable spirit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I personally don't view it as a weakness, especially when it comes to a woman. Um, because to me, it takes one heck of a strong person to be vulnerable, to say, I'm not okay. I'm sad. What you did hurt my feelings. You know what I mean? This is how I'm feeling. And and I totally agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. Now as I've grown, I see a lot of times we will hold, I, I'm not going to say we, but I, I will hold my feelings right. back. Um, or I'll keep it inside. And then me keeping it inside sometimes it it reflects bad because mm-hmm. I will pop because I'm bottling all that stuff up. So it's like taking like a bottle of soda and just shaking that soda up. Mm-hmm. And then once you open it, it bursts. And that's what's gonna happen. And everybody all looking like, what happened? Right. <laughs> and, and that's happened before. And that's when I realized I need to open up. Yes. I need to say when I'm not okay mm-hmm. or I don't feel well today. And it's okay to do that. So as I'm getting older, I'm mm-hmm. finally learning that it is okay to say, yo, I'm not okay today. Or I don't like how you did that. It doesn't make me feel well. Like another experience that I had with work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know a lot of people know my background story. Yes, I have a learning disability. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it takes me to understand when someone is saying something to me, I have to ask questions. So I had an opportunity at work um, where uh, one of my previous boss, Mm -hmm. they want me to do an article or some sort and and they're making edits or whatnot. So I'm asking them to repeat themselves because I couldn't understand. And so my boss pretty much chuckles. It's like, (laughs) you know, I understand what I'm saying. It's simple what I'm saying. And that triggered me because mm-hmm. it brought back all those uh, my childhood uh, memories of when I was not understanding stuff and people was picking on me. Was like, yo, he's slow or this and that. Right. So that kind of triggered me. So I was like, I had to sit my boss down. I was like, look, I have a learning disability, and when you chuckle like that, it makes me seem like I'm slow. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to understand the situation or with the task that you want me to do so I can communicate and effectively do the task correctly. Right. So this is why 
I'm asking you to repeat yourself. Right. And then me doing that, she was like, oh, I apologize. I wasn't aware. I thought right. you just wasn't paying attention to me or this and that. So I felt vulnerable at that moment. Usually I would keep it bottled up inside. I was like, all right, push through Jamal. You'll be all right. It just, just ignore her. But I had to tell her because if not, she would continue to do it. You know what? Oh my gosh, that was just a vulnerable moment right there. It was. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't never share stuff oh like that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but listen, like what? How do you feel? I you feel I, free. I finally feel good about everything. Because you know what? And it's crazy because a lot of times we spend time like avoiding being vulnerable, but you don't realize who you could have possibly just helped by talking. Because in a perfect world, right, everybody perfect. Nobody has those learning disabilities. Nobody has those, you know, certain lifestyle deficits, right? Mm -hmm. But in the reality of it, somebody could be listening to this right now and be like, yo, I got that same problem. Right. I get it. So now I know it's okay to say something when somebody says something to trigger me versus holding it in and becoming this person, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm about to write a whole mixtape talking about how I hate everybody <laughs> and how everybody did this. <laughs> how everybody did this. Everybody just pissed me off. You know what I mean? So there's power in vulnerability. <laughs> it's okay to not be okay. <laughs> So also a thing that I can say for today's society, one thing that can be kind of a pet peeve for me, um, you know, just kind of thinking as a woman, right? Um, Because women, like I said, God gave us estrogen for a reason. We are supposed to be nurturing. We're supposed to show that love, that compassion. We're supposed to do that. And I'm a very compassionate person. My mm. mama will say... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Don't do that. I'm sorry, you are, you uh, are. I am, and I, my, my, my mom will tell you, I am her compassionate child. I really am. Like, I can see the need for something, and I will care so much to where it will get on somebody's nerves, okay? Mm. But mm. it's always a preach. Put your mouth. It's always appreciated in the long run. It is because, you know, one, I'm being myself. Two, I've learned that it's okay to be that soft, vulnerable woman. Ain't they say it's soft girl season now? That's what everybody's saying. It's soft girl season. Like, who said it? <laughs> social media. They said it's soft girl season. Okay. Oh, but I thought it was hot girl season. Thing, <laughs> no, because it ain't summertime yet. We in the spring. <laughs> slow, slow down. Hey. But no, so. So, this is the thing that is a pet peeve, kind of, for me. And I'm pretty sure I could speak for other women, too, that feel this way. Um, but it's like society has painted this thing that women y'all need to slow up on being vulnerable because y'all being too soft like a woman has to think like a man Mm -hmm. to me that is politically incorrect Mm -hmm. because first of all you're not a man how can you think like a man and you're not one Mm -hmm. you're not a man you're Mm -hmm. not because at the end of the day you might get through step one or step two of thinking like a man but then certain things you do is going to revert to you it's like y'all i'm a woman you know like i feel like we were given like i said certain hormones for a reason 
And it's like society is saying, you know, hey, if a woman isn't, you know, vulnerable, we look at on another side, she's too hood or she's mean. Mm, I, I can definitely see that. Uh-huh. Um, spit, spit, uh, mm, don't get my words right. Especially when I work with a lot of female bosses. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I can't curse on this, right? No. <laughs> Absolutely. A, a lot of a lot of people will call a, fem- uh, uh, a female, not female bosses, a, a female dog. Y'all know the version that means since I can't curse. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, to me, a lot, a lot of alpha females we receive that feedback. Honestly, I don't see that. I just see them as being a boss. Like they know what they want and they want to take charge. Sometimes I. That's why I feel like people get too sensitive. <laughs> In my opinion. Um, I'm just like, they just know what they want. Now, there is a way you need to know how to talk to people. Um, that's what people mess up in. That's why I feel like there's a way to show your vulnerable side, not to be mean about it. And I'm not going to say that's just females, because me personally, um, like when you first met me, mm-hmm. like you always thought I was mean and stuck up or whatnot. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, Which that's I just, I, I'm But a lot of the times, that was me putting a guard up. I would walk around with like, I had to think I had to walk around like I'm, you know, strong, like a tough guy. So I think if I put on like this certain face that people won't, they won't pretty much talk about me. I always had a fear of people talking about me, judging me, um, making jokes about me. So I said, if I walk around being tough guy or walk around looking mean, they won't bother me. So when Michelle first met me, it was just like, she was, what you say? Uh-huh. What, what, what was you saying about me when you first met me? Oh, Chad, I didn't want to even press the button to let you in the gym. I wanted to <laughs> lock it because you act like you didn't know how to speak. So I was about to say, well, I got to press this button to let him in here. He act like he can't speak. And in reality, I was nervous. I was scared. I thought they was talking about me. So that's why I never looked their way. <laughs> that made me talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> but that was just me putting my guard up. But because I didn't know how to open up to people mm-hmm. and be what vulnerable mm-hmm. and just and then to understand it don't matter what people got to say about you right just be you be you because it even in to back that up we do live in a particular society where people are very judgmental people very. people don't want to hear vulnerability people will use that against you to tear you down Mm-hmm. But, however, that's when it comes in that you have to be this strong person. You have to be mentally strong, you know, especially when you're telling your story and you're trying to help people and understanding that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be transparent. It's okay to be like, yo, I was this person. This was me. Sure was, but I grew from this person. You know what I mean? Because you never know who you might be reaching and teaching. And that's just my motto. Like, and I understand that a lot of people be like, girl, I, I don't want to get into that. You know, I don't want to do this and do that because mm-hmm. all I going to do is make people talk about me even more. Okay. But the very people that's sitting up here talking about you, they, sit, they are sitting on a thousand problems. A thousand problems that they refuse to reveal and they want to sit here and act like they perfect. Where's the lie? <laughs> 
solution. You hit a nail on that one. That's why I said, where's the lie? Um, typically, most of the people that have the most criticism, they haven't produced not one thing, nor have they tried to heal in any area of their life. So what's the problem with being vulnerable? If anything, I would just say be discerning. Choose who you know who to be vulnerable with oh. and who you got to have that poker face with. So I'll say this, even in, you know, uh, being careful of who to have that poker face with and who to be vulnerable with, because I really do feel that you are blessed with certain people in your life where, you know, you can go to them and mm -hmm. that person doesn't cash any judgment. Like they listen to you, you know? <laughs> I'm that friend. Okay. I'm I go out to you. I'm, I'm that friend too. I'm like, that, yeah. Lay your burdens. Like, <laughs> and then, I hear you. You, it, me saying that is you have certain friends you know who to go to and it's not saying they're not loyal you just know certain friends can hold certain things or they'll give you they'll give you the advice that you need at your moment um, moment. um so I, I I do think it's it, it's okay you just need to know who you share your information to because not everybody gonna take it well because somebody might be like, oh, okay. Then they go tell your stuff. So just know who you're sharing it with. Because um, I know in my group of friends, mm -hmm. they come to me. I don't want to call myself the bone collector, but mm -hmm. I listen. Mm -hmm. And I give them advice. Now, if I'm like, whoa, that's too much, go talk to somebody else. Because I don't want to be in no mess either. <laughs> I try to stay out of stuff. Right. But I understand people have moments and you just want to get stuff off your chest you do because again you don't want to hold that stuff in because you will pop you will and by that by that time it's, it's a point of no return you know yeah. like so you gotta think and especially with you know looking back at the african-american community we are taught that talking is weak what goes on in this house stays in this house. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure some people have heard that. But then it's like now we get to our adult right. We get to our adult eras and we, you know, um and we're figuring out why can't I communicate? Mm -hmm. Why why don't I like being questioned? And, and why why don't I like doing this or doing that? You know what I mean? Right. Like it's that certain trauma of being taught to not be vulnerable. And, and then too, we get so scared when we bring up the word therapist. Right. When in our community, we bring up the word therapist, you thinking. They're crazy. Mm -hmm. You're psycho. It's like, I'm now loving, I'm seeing a lot of people like on my social media mm -hmm. platforms, a lot mm -hmm. of friends saying, oh, they going to therapy. I'm gonna be honest. I went to therapy one time. I ain't like, <laughs> but I, that's when I had to learn. I talked to my friend about it because I didn't like the conversation, how the conversation was going. Right. But then that's why I real my friend was like, you just gotta find the right therapist for you that's actually what, gonna listen what, to you. Am I wrong about it? No, I, I feel like you're correct, but it's also about that certain maturity. Like mm -hmm. I feel like when you gain that certain maturity about certain things and you get serious about yourself, 
you start to weigh all types of options to get the help that you need to you right you are absolutely right because yeah. at that time when mm -hmm. i was going through going to, to, to therapy mm -hmm. i just i was i was still immature right and then i thought i would give me some bougie status you know because <laughs> you know like oh what's a therapist i'm bougie you know? but no, i wasn't i need help right. I, I wasn't really going for the right purpose right now that I'm older, I am on the journey of looking for my therapist. And I know because I just want somebody to talk to about, you know, the things that are going on in my life. And it's okay to get help outside of your friends. And that's why I think I want to go into therapy because this person won't judge me. They really here to listen to what to I got listen. to say. So, it, again, it's good to get help from different points of views. Yep, and especially, you know, somebody that's on the outside looking in. Um, like I said, y'all know me. I'm an advocate for therapy. She the um, one that got me into I'm really thinking about it. I'm telling you, like, I've been in therapy, what, ooh, two years strong now. Mm -hmm. Two years. Mm -hmm. And it's the best thing I could have ever done because I learned a lot about myself. But also in that process, um, but, you know, besides getting into new friendships and stuff, I learned that it's okay to be me. It's okay to know these certain things about Michelle it's okay you know to overly value yourself it's all good you know you can do that it's okay what was that the, the great value the great value brand <laughs> seriously because at the end of the day you know nobody in this world is perfect i tell y'all that all the time and i grew up or came from an era where you know everything had to be right everything had to be correct you could mess up the minute you did you're doomed mm -hmm. and maybe that's where some of my anxiety comes from mm -hmm. when something don't go right i'm panicking and it's funny that you say that michelle because honestly you asking me to do this podcast i don't want to do this because i felt like i was going to be a joke you know or not be uh um not be talking right or explaining myself correctly but and then too i don't want to be vulnerable like out there for the public for people to see me well, but like you told me what? it's good to share my story and it is because at the end of the day jay featherstone production says your brand is your story is so your brand is your story and right now you are being bold Yes. And you are sharing, like, I'll say, Come on, research. I'm to tell you, you're being bold right now. And that is the biggest thing you can do. Like, you're the same person that told me when I told you I was indulgent therapy, you called me brave. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. that's a brave hat. Like, you're actually going and actively seeking and trying to sort out what was wrong with you. Because at that time in my life, it was dark. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I can't emphasize to y'all, y'all think I'm playing when I say that I cried for 45 days straight. I'm serious. I cried. I remember. Boohooed every single day. Like, that was the worst summer of my life. You know? I'm going to do it, like, come on, let's go out. Exactly. <laughs> and let's get your mind off of stuff. And I'm going home and I'm still crying after the fact, you know? So that's why I said it's okay to be vulnerable, even navigating my way through being vulnerable because I didn't necessarily come from, you know, a childhood where you have that parent where you can actively be open and talk about stuff. There was no expressing. What is that? 
No. But however, it's not to cast the blame necessarily on your parent because it's a learned behavior. If your parent did not, you know, if they weren't taught to express themselves or they didn't have that safe haven that they could run to, you know, and talk to, how do they know how to give that to you? I tell y'all all the time, there's two people in this world. Somebody that did not have something growing up, so they feel like well, I ain't had this and I turned out just fine, so I'm just gonna keep this trend going. Or somebody that did not have something growing up and they choose to be different. So me, I choose to be different. And I, that's the same here with me. Yeah, like, you choose to be different. I, I, that's 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 why I grind so hard. Because mm-hmm. I have now, I had my my parents did a great job giving getting the things that they could get for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some things that they couldn't get, or I see them working long hours, or they working third shift just to get something to make me happy and smile. That just seeing that vulnerability of them, stress, mm-hmm. I, I, I vow to myself, it's like I want my parents to to have a great. Uh, life when they get older, right. I want to be able to take care of them. So that's why I'm grinding so hard right now right. to 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 do to do that to do to do those things because I saw that vulnerability state. Um, especially like my mom, when I was a kid, she had to work third shift cleaning people's offices. Right, and she would come home after third shift. She would go to her next job, um, being a medical biller at eight a.m. Like. Just to see her attire and then how her foot was hurting, she could barely walk at that moment. Then that right there was like, I hate to see my mama like this. So I bow to myself, I'm gonna make sure I give her, when I get older, give her all the things that I can, like she did when I was a child. Okay, so I will say this. Um, in the past, I I may not have said things at the right time. Um, some things I probably should have kept to myself. And this is me me being a completely hey hats down we being vulnerable. Um, because growing up, I didn't really get the chance to express how I was feeling. It was always what I say go is my way or the highway you ain't got no feelings but to me i'm like that's a lot kids have feelings Mm -hmm. like i'm a human just like you (laughs) and it's because i'm a child that doesn't mean every adult is correct because no adults are wrong too sometimes a child can outsmart you but i think it's an ego and a pride thing with adults when kids be right (laughs) they don't want to admit that their child was right (laughs) because there's two people in this world that ain't got no filter kids and the elderly Let's mm-hmm. be clear, okay? So, um, <laughs> I feel like... My mama said you can't spend the night. Go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> so, that's why I said, you know? So, I feel like that was that's the reason why now I'm so straightforward with a lot of stuff. And it's not to hurt anybody's feelings. It's just for so long, I was told that I couldn't speak. And it's like... But I was told that I couldn't speak because it was learned behaviors. Or it's like I was told that I just got to sit up here and take something. Or or if you say too much, you might lose this or lose that. But I'm just like, no, I should be able to speak my mind as a person. Why do I have to keep this all bottled in to spare somebody else? But are they going to spare my feelings when they say what they want to say? 
no they're not so it's you know different things that i just had to think about getting older now i will say this i have worked on my delivery mm-hmm. because i told him my delivery was trash you said uh, everybody not just you <laughs> my delivery was trash um because i would just blurt it out and they'd just be like I, I would just say there's some time and a place to say everything. You just got to read the room. Read it. And me, I wasn't trying to read no room. I would just say what I had to say. And I even had a conversation with my mom about this. She was just like, because now she know I'm very expressive. Um, she used to tell me, shut up. When I got to my teenage and college years, she was like, you just run off at the mouth. And I'm just like, well, you know, if, if you know, if I had more of the platform to speak and, and that, say a little bit more now stuff. Now she got the platform, y'all. Uh-huh. And I'm speaking. That's why I said she speaks. You listen, you know? So, <laughs> because a lot of times I felt like growing up, if I did say something, won't nobody catching what I had to say? It's like it was dismissed. And I'm just like, uh-uh. So I think that's why, if I must be honest, why my delivery was so harsh is because I wanted to be heard. Like, it's... It's funny to hear this story because it's like we're the opposite. <laughs> I was quiet. I didn't say much. And but now as I'm getting older, I'm speaking up, I'm saying stuff, and I see how people are reacting or they're um, respecting me in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's it's, it's kind of it's to me it's kind of cool that we we're totally opposite. Mm-hmm. So I'm very quiet and reserved. Michelle gonna say whatever she gonna say. Of course, you know. I hey, listen. I'm like somebody gotta tell it, you know. But um, but now I'm just learning that. Okay, maybe you should just say something when somebody asks. <laughs> you don't have to blurt it out, you know, or just kind of think it, and it eats me alive. I'm gonna tell you, I'm a work in progress. I'm gonna be honest. It eats me alive at certain times when I can't say something mm-hmm. because I'm also that friend when I see the sign danger ahead. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm just putting the disclaimer out there. But um, <laughs> like I said, you know, so. I'm okay with being vulnerable and saying that. Like, that's a part of my issue and it's something that I'm working on, you know? So, I'm gonna say this. All in all, um, that was, this was a good episode. Um, and, And I hope that this inspire someone to you know be vulnerable talk about what's bothering you um or you know hey finding that one friend where you could reach out and be like yo i'm not okay i ain't okay today you know i need to talk about this i need to talk about that you know um honestly truth be told in in becoming more vulnerable especially as i've been went through my you know journey of therapy and indulging in healing I'll say this. Um, That's a good word right there, healing. I'm telling you, the biggest thing I've learned is to not become bitter. Not being vulnerable can make you bitter. Mm-hmm. You may not see it now, but it can show in the way that you respond to situations, um, how you handle stuff, how you, know, you embrace people, mm-hmm. how you embrace yourself. Um, so just take note, take heed to a lot of things. Um, 
watch yourself become self-aware because nothing beats self-awareness like that is a a beautiful place to be in once you're self-aware you become amazing you do and you know you're able to say yo i got these flaws but however though um i know what i'm gonna do to fix it Mm-hmm. I know what I'm gonna do. Do you know correct this and that? You know, so yeah, because I, I don't. You got me on this podcast again, and again, I don't share myself like that. I'm gonna tell you what. Every episode, you've gotten better. Because <laughs> I'm getting comfortable, and two, I have some people say, "Oh, I didn't know that about you, Jamal. Oh, I didn't know that about you." Or that, oh wow, I, I, I like that, like, like you said, that helps people. So, oh my gosh, like, I'm just that, like, yo, this, maybe God <laughs> just wanted me to do this for a reason. Like, I'm just in my zone, like, oh my gosh. So, it, I, it, 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 me just being vulnerable to you all, mm-hmm. this might be helping somebody else. Like, mm-hmm. this is a this uh, TV show that I'm watching now. And this guy is being open and vulnerable about his life. And I was just like, yo, I connect with that. Like, so I guess I'm doing the same. So it's okay to share with people your stories. Um, Some people are like, all right, you're doing too much. Forget about them people. The ones that need to hear it will hear it and they will take from it. So like, I rarely talk about my learning disability because one, I overcome it. And I'm learning to uh, still overcome it because I'm not going to let that hold me back because I know I'm I'm destined for greatness. And I'm going to get it. I'm not going to let that stop me. So that's just me being, you know, sharing my story and being vulnerable. So I thank you, Michelle, for having me on this. (laughs) Um, I'm going to need a chair. Um, I'm going to start with pin down request that I need gummy bears here with me while we yeah alright um this is a growing podcast we're still recording out of living rooms please wait until she gets into a, be- a bigger place and she no she is there and she's gonna continue to grow Liz and we speaking it into existence got to we always got to so like I said this isn't something that I'm doing in vain um or you know just because like nah this is something where I hope that, you know, for those who may be uncomfortable with seeking a therapist, hopefully this is some type of therapeutic moment for you. Uh, whether if you're listening to me while you're cleaning, while you taking a shower, whatever. Or driving on the highway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm telling you. Highway so, 25. I'm, I'm telling you. So... Um, thank you guys again for tuning in to another amazing episode of season three. Like I said, a third is a charm, honey. We here. Um, okay. Okay. We here. So. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't All right. So again, she was speaking. Y'all was listening. We'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace out. See y'all later.